This podcast is listener supported. To help us out, go to our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rbr to donate. The following podcast may contain language not suitable for younger audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome, my friends, to the show that never ends. This is the Red Bull Rant podcast, the Red Bull podcast of SB Nation and Once Metro. I'm Jason Iapico. Chewy, we're home, and I'm Pat McDonald. I'm Truman, and we are 138. We are 138. Glenn Danzig, please don't sue us. <laughs> and don't beat me up. You throwing a little Triple H there at the end, it sounded like? How's it going? Gamer. No. It sounded like it, a little bit. That was my James Hetfield. Okay. Maybe Triple H stole it from him. Napster is bad. Yes. <laughs> Antelita, exit nighta, take my hand, die. Uh, so the Red Bulls actually played a game Fucking this week. Fucking Misfits and Metallica. I like the way this shit started. <laughs> what? What's going on? Soccer? <laughs> Yeah, there. yeah, the Red Bulls. The Red Bulls actually played this week. Imagine that. The best part of the game was when the Star Destroyer was crashed into the desert, and it was slowly revealed. Wait, soccer. <laughs> wait, soccer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And, and Soccerbot showed up. Soccerbot, soccerbot made an appearance. Soccerbot. soccerbot is a name now. Soccerbot. I think it's like BB8. I, I, I remember. I remember when Soccerbot's humble beginnings when he was sporting the New York Red Bulls logo. That was great, right? <laughs> <laughs> He was sponsored back since then. then. Soccerbot is my uh, wallpaper on my iPhone <laughs> with the Rebels logo. He now. had that logo until he was fired by Ali Curtis. Yeah. Now he's got a Cosmos logo. Soccerbot needs work. LOR. <laughs> this show is also rousing success ready. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the Red Bulls actually managed to play a game this week. Uh, they traveled down to RFK. Where they took on uh, DC United. They did. Stadium did not collapse. Yep. So that's a good sign. Um, didn't Maybe. lose either. Well, right. It, it was good in the fact that the Rebels got out of there before it collapsed. How's that? Right. Yes. Now the, the debatable part is they should should have collapsed before, probably, but I mean that's didn't happen. So anyway, uh, they are still Rebels are still undefeated uh, after a two-two draw. Goals late. Well, I'm sorry. Uh, one goal late. One goal. In the 70th minute or something like that by, uh, Perinel. I think it was his first MLS goal, if I'm not mistaken. And then, uh, Lloyd Sam running in on a Sasha Fresh and Cle- uh, Sasha Question free kick. Wow. Should learn to slow down when I talk, apparently. Uh, <laughs> when, uh, what's his name? I can't remember the goalkeeper's name for DC at the moment, but when he just completely fucked up the, uh, catch and Lloyd Sam pounced on it. In literally the last minute of regulation, to uh, secure a two-two draw, and the Rebels got to head home with the win, or with the, a point at least, and 
pretty much secure for what it's worth the Atlantic Cup. Well, uh, I, actually, it's not true. Sorry, because it's still one game left. That's so not true. Not true so at all. Not true. I, I got ahead of myself. I'm sorry. That even... Sorry. Total hog swallow. Hey, at least I realized and corrected right away. Jay dislikes Bill Hamid so much. He forgot his name. Mm. Usually Jay is good with these things, you know, when we have agendas and stuff. We don't have yeah. one this week. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind that's of agendas. a problem. But... We're running free today, folks. We're running free. Woo! Freedom. <laughs> going to the quad. Gonna We're going to live free at the quad. We're going to let the freak flag fly. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So, um... Let's get into our dislikes of the match. Pat, you're up first. What did you dislike about them? Uh, at a DC match? Uh, you know, it's just a whole-encompassing dislike, and it has to be Perry Kitchen. I mean, you know, the, the next game after he stomps on Cristobal, he has to be the one that scores a brace uh, against, uh, against the Red Bulls. And then on top of that, he doesn't use his stomping abilities against Mexico. I mean, come on. We know you're good at stomping. Why don't you use it when it's like... Real. When it's valuable to us, you know, and then yeah, it's, you know, when something like that happens, you clearly don't want to see uh, that player uh, then be the one that puts you on your heels the next match. But uh, fortunately, the rebels came back, so and it was his brace for sure not. He's a big sack of crap, plain and simple. You, yep. <laughs> I don't think there's any way of getting around that. That's just what he is. And on the first goal, I guess my one dislike is that Robles was just in a god-awful, horrible position on that play. He was not... It, it, it was such a bad spot. There was no way he was ever going to get a hand on it. So, mm. my one little dislike of the game. My other dislike is that they found raccoons in, uh, I think it was the Colorado's uh, field at the Dick. The Dick? Um, and I was just surprised that they weren't found this week in RFK. It's rather shocking. Well, uh, that's the problem is a raccoon sighting at RFK They must have moved to Colorado. I mean, I don't blame them. But it's not unique. True. That's the problem. So, but maybe the family moved. It could be. M- maybe. Maybe. Just a speculation. Maybe Rudy Giuliani was somehow appointed the head of uh, RFK security and implemented his deportation strategy for raccoons. Mm. Yes. Yeah, well, maybe, yeah. Forced all the uh, residents out of RFK. Yeah. He's like, Colorado's wide open. I heard those raccoons had a lot of, like, uh, like, adult... RFK had a lot of, like, adult video stores there and rampant raccoon <laughs> prostitution... <laughs> It's Rudy like, got it's in like there, cleaned it up, of, kicked everybody out. It's, it's like that episode of Futurama, right, where Bender has the civilization on his back. That's what it is. <laughs> Rudy. It's, 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 raccoon, it's raccoon gentrification. That's what's going on at RFK right now. <laughs> Won't someone think of the children raccoon? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, anyway. Um, I, my, my minor dislike, first off, is MLS blackouts. You suck. There's no reason I shouldn't be able to watch off MLS Live, which I'm paying for, even though I, if I bought DirecTV, I can get the channel. If I'm paying for your service, I should be able to watch that blackouts. That being said, um, the midfield kind of sucked it up in the, for the first, like, 60 minutes at least. Uh, I have no idea what the hell is going on with them this week. They just came out really, really, really crappy <laughs> to start the game. Um, hopefully it's just a symptom of having their second bye week and, and, a matter of four weeks, but uh, and, and hopefully that will change this week since they're you know gonna have some consistent playing times all of a sudden. But they just came out really flat, and you could tell how much the team right now def- uh, depends on this midfield when they have really one bad stretch of like 60 minutes, and the whole game is just like downhill from there. 
It was a jumbled mess, is what you're saying. That's basically what it was. Yeah. That's right. You know what? Uh, not bad to have a uh, 60 minutes of just chaos, and you still get a result. And a good, and re- a really a good result. You know, it wasn't like a nil-nil draw. I mean, they, they did battle back and, and, you know, tie the game up at the end. So you have, you have to be encouraged by that. There's no doubt about that. All right, so let's go on to our uh, likes the game. Uh, Trim, you can go first. What did you like about this one? Well, they had again. Yeah, they were down 2 nothing and they battled back to get a draw. Uh, there's nothing better than that. Old Butterhands Bill Hamid slip-slopping that uh, free kick <laughs> and letting Lloyd Sam just run right in and score. So fantastic. It's not often you see the team come back from 2-0, especially not coming back from 2-0 uh, in D.C. And to stay unbeaten... And I think they're now actually number one in the power rankings last I checked. They were uh, two weeks ago, so it's not like they haven't been there before this year. We're a top right, the arbitrary no, table. That's good. <laughs> hey, I'll take it. I'll take it. I mean, it means absolutely nothing, but you know what? Let's bra- let's live it up. Let's brag for a while, guys. Yeah, absolutely. we got uh, less than 24 hours to keep bragging. Hell yeah. All right, so Pat, what was your like of the game? Uh, my like was that, uh, yeah, I mean, that the team came back. I mean, you know, it, it, for a while there, it certainly looked like the rug was about to be pulled out of the, under, from underneath the fan base. You know, it's, I, I personally don't think they played all that poorly throughout the game anyway, but when you go to down to nothing, it's pretty safe to assume you're not going to walk out of there with a point. And the fact that they battled back in 2-2 shows once again how resilient this team is. And uh, in MLS, when you walk out of a stadium, even especially a division rival stadium, uh, you know, with a with a point, that's that's a win. That's a win in the salary cap league. So uh, you you gotta love it. You gotta love that. Uh, Paranel is uh, certainly kind of quieting the naysayers there. I thought he was just a bench product and after ran. Then when he came to the Rebels last year, uh, getting his head on that ball and Lloyd Sam for. Uh, you know, not going to sleep and rushing, rushing in there and cleaning up uh, Hamid's gaff. So, uh, kudos to the Rebels. I think it's a reason, especially with a three-game home stand coming up, to be excited about this team even more. Uh, and it's kind of like, you know, we're at this point where the Red Bull, uh, um, ow, uh, you know what, just passed me a chili dog. <laughs> um, so two two minor likes for me. Um, first, the fact, and this is more humor. Um. The DC broadcast called Lloyd Sam Chris Duvall when he scored the goal, and that cracked themselves. <laughs> um, wow. And then and this is may just be my perspective, but it seems like the DC supporters kind of uh, shut up at the end there mm-hmm. after Lloyd Sam put the goal in. I, I don't know oh, if it's true or not, but that, that's how it seems. That, that's that's how it seemed to me anyway. And I was like, ah, oh, nice, nice job, Lloyd. Shut them up. Well, they only sing when they're winning anyway, so. All right. Uh, predictions for this one: We had three, uh, four. Sorry, four people get points out of this week. Uh, none of us did because we all predicted wins. And we're the only ones to count. But you, whatever. Yep. But so uh, from the once metro site, Anthony Ali and Austin Fido both predicted one one draw, so they get a point. Lester Townsend predicted four four draw, so he gets a point. Uh, the surprise though is uh, new author uh, Bobby Celentano. First off the bat, two two. Got it exactly right. So he jumps in his first week up to third place. A quick, quick question, Jay. <laughs> who, who the fuck are these people? I've never met them. Writers. They're writers for my site. Well, you know what? They don't count until they come on the show. So he's not in third place anymore. I'm making a ruling. 
There you go. Uh, Until they're a guest on the no. show, they don't count. Austin, uh, Austin counts? No. Because he's been on the show a couple times. All right, well, then he doesn't count then. Sorry. He counts because I say they count. So. No. Nope. Yep. I'm not a fan of this I pictatorship. There we go. Two to one. Neither was true, man. Democracy works. I'm yeah. still protesting last year. Still. <laughs> As you I'm, should. I'm taking that. I'm taking that to the Aaron Hernandez uh, jury. They'll get it right. They're the only <laughs> one that know how to get it right. Apparently, it's the one jury that figured it out. Well, I mean, from what I heard, that was a pretty open and shut case. Uh, if he didn't get that right, he didn't get it right. Then... Well, so is this one. So is this one open and shut case. I won last year. <laughs> it's not open and shut. Open you and shut. They'll get all the evidence. They'll get it all, and they'll see that I was the lone winner because someone predicted a game that none of us predicted, and it was BS. <laughs> I'm taking this all season, Jay. All season, this, this <laughs> we're going we're going to war on this. Anyway, I'm gonna win uh, my fucking money in the bank, and I'm taking my title back. Remember, the title belt's at my house, so you got to win it this year, right? Because we because we actually have a belt this year. I mean, be a cheap knockoff belt. We have one. Get it. Um, anyway. I'm going to come get, get it. So, uh, New York Red Bulls 2. The USL team had a game uh, this weekend also. Uh, they had they hosted the Women's <sighs> Hammerheads, who had seven players on loan from New York City FC. Oh. Um, yeah. The Red Bulls uh, tried out a lineup that was close to their first one uh, against um, Rochester. Uh, Red Bulls lost in this one three nothing, which, you know, just like it was with the Red Bulls uh, a week ago against Toronto FC two, when you have a lot of MLS players loaned down, it's you know, boys versus men kind of thing. It's gonna happen. So, um, I, I have two but, comments about this game real quick. Oh, that's right. You were if there. You don't mind. You? And I was there. So that's three comments. One, I was there. Uh, also, no one else was, but whatever. Um. Oh, you know what? I'm going to talk a lot about this game. First of all, I want to talk about the game. Leo Stoltz pretty much played hurt. It seemed, for the majority, he got he got banged up pretty early on. Was not himself the rest of the game. So it was really hard to analyze his play in that game. The other thing is that Sean McClaws, that kid is a monster. I I really like him. I'd love to see him play this season with Red Bull Two, uh, get seasoned, and maybe come on as a bench player. Uh, starting next year, because the kid, he's got grit, he's got speed, I like him. So, uh, if you watch those games, you look at old Sean McClaws, and he's got a goal already, in which he pretty much went through everybody on the uh, TFC team the other week. So, and my final thought is, listen, people, if you're not doing anything on a Sunday afternoon, and you can go to a game for 10 bucks at the best stadium on the planet, just go. Don't be an a-hole. Unless, unless you have actual plans, when, when you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs and you're going to watch it on YouTube and you got the cash, go to the game. It's great. It's fun. You sit anywhere you want. I was sitting in the sun, right in the half yard, like right at half field. It was fantastic. Great time to go to a game and do it now because you're going to be going to Columbia and you're not going to get those fancy seats anymore. So just saying, come, come out to more games, support your Red Bulls. There you go. You got it. All right, so yeah, that's pretty much what I was going to say about New York Red Bulls too. I think you kind of nailed it. Um, I'll mention the next game uh, in, in the third segment, but um, 
if you have the chance, I think it's like late May is when they're switching over to Columbia. It just, if you get a chance, just go. I mean, if, if I could, I would go to a game. Those you could practically you can walk up and buy a ticket on game day. Now, granted, you could probably do the same thing with the New York Red Bulls senior team at the moment, but you can get almost anywhere you want in the stadium at the moment, and there's no concession lines. How awesome would that be? All right. Uh, with that, we're going to take a quick break, and when we come back, we're going to have on with us uh, Mr. Frank Gias. We'll be back with more Red Bull Rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. We want to welcome back to the show. It's been, uh, I think, a little bit over a year since we've had you on. Maybe a little longer. I don't remember exactly how long. But uh, back with us, uh, former writer for the Star Ledger, now doing freelance work with the New York Red Bulls, Mr. Frank Yossi. Frank, welcome back to the show. Thanks. Has it really been a year? Wow. can't believe it. <laughs> I, I, I think it has. Um, I, I feel like the last time we talked was actually around the time the NYCFC was announced. That would have been 2013. Um <laughs> Oh come on! I, I, I think we might have talked last year. I don't remember. I I, I had to look back in the archives, and I'm not doing that this one. I'm pretty so. pretty sure we have. I think the last time we talked, the Rebels had a totally different roster. Oh well, that's a that's a statement. That <laughs> doesn't <laughs> narrow it down. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> All right. But so uh, speaking of the roster, <laughs> um, yeah, you know, totally different. Uh, Mike Pecky, of course, was like, oh. Um, back in January, a bunch of players were let go to start reducing the caps hits uh, that the Red Bulls had. We're down to one official designated player in Bradley Wright Phillips. One should be designated player, but was bought down in uh, Sasha Kleschen. And uh, we, we they do have a few survivors from last year, but it is a different uh, team this year. Uh, what what is your general take so far? Uh, four games in. Uh, 2-0-2, oh, and, and, and what seems to be at least working at the moment. Uh, what, what are your thoughts on the team so far? Well, I'm surprised. I'll admit it. I, I really thought uh, this team was headed for disaster right from the beginning. And the fact that they are off to such a good start has pretty much placated the fan base. And, um, you know, Alec Curtis and Jesse Marsh in that town meeting, you know, when they were heard, uh, they said, just watch us and believe in us. And, the fans that have are probably pretty happy. Um, let's see if they can hold up the rest of the year. It's a long season, and I'm not sure it can. Yeah, um, the, the, you still hear rumblings every once in a while from uh, the Red Bull out movement, but it seems like, like you said, most fans for the most part have um, not necessarily forgotten the pecky stuff, but at least uh, softened their stance on the new uh, regime. And uh, actually, let's kind of talk about that for a second. Um, there was there was that protest during. Uh, the first match where Empire Supporters Club for the first 12 minutes was chanting Michael Pecky the whole time uh, in support right. of the, the former coach. Um, I, I, if you say you can't talk about this, I'll you know we'll understand. But um, do you have any thoughts on that? Uh, well, you know they have every, every right legend here. He was a very popular player, and his results as a coach um, you know speak for themselves. Now, obviously, management could do whatever they want. And once Andy Roxborough left, he was a big Pecky supporter, and you kind of had to figure something was up. Uh, you know, there, there were some rumors, and I'm pretty sure they're true, that Mike Pecky was in the upper deck of the home opener, kind of 
in disguise. Um, <laughs> and he has tweeted out a couple of things. Uh, but I don't blame the fans for, for protesting, and they have every right to, and, and they should have. I'm surprised it wasn't even more. Okay, so, um, you know, to continue a little bit about Michael Pecky, now that he's gone and you have Jesse Marsh here, and with a brand-new lineup, do you think – I mean, I, I feel their theory was that Jesse was going to be the guy to lead this kind of team. It's kind of a starless team, um, you know, no big – no Cahill, no Thierry Henry. How do you feel would, would have Mike had been able to adapt to this kind of uh, lineup, or was Jesse Marsh just the way to go? I think Mike could have. Um, you know, he had his problems with Thierry and Cahill last year, and that probably caused him a lot of, lot of headaches. Um, I think Mike would have been great with some younger players. You know, he was a college player himself. And he believed in younger players. He tried to make Hans Baca play younger players, and Hans wanted no part of it. So I think Mike could have easily um, coached a team like this. Now, uh, well, now Mike's. Oh, oh, I just want just one more thing on Mike, real quick. Uh, what do you think about his new job? I didn't hear. What is he doing? He's working for what is it? One World Sports as a uh, analyst. Really? <laughs> yes. Wow. That I wish him a lot of luck. Broke, Very nice. Okay, so now that we've kind of, um, you know, we're, we're with this team, we, there's no longer any uh, huge names. Uh, Sasha Question has been an, an unspectacular signing, but very crucial to the, uh, you know, the, dyna- the dynamic of that midfield at the moment, which is the strongest part of this team. Do, do you think we've kind of entered a post-superstar uh, era of uh, the New York Rebels uh, where we're going to see more kind of question-like signings? I really hope not. Um, for one thing, for one thing, the locker room is very boring. You know, without Gary and, and Kego, who spoke their minds, it's a very vanilla locker room after games. Uh, you know, fortunately, they've been winning, so they haven't really said too much. Um, but I don't think that's the way to go either. Especially now, you've got competition for the first time in 20 years. You've got competition in the city, and New York City is signing big names. And you, know, you hate to say, after 20 years, you're going to lose the city and the fan base in one year. But it could happen. Now, New York City's struggling right now, and after a nice start. So you never know what's going to happen there. Uh, but uh, this is not the way to go. This is a multi-billion dollar company. You know, they've always believed in star players, and I, I don't know why they didn't sign anybody. I, I was really surprised. And you know, elevating Bradley Wright Phillips to a DP, sure, he had a 27-goal season, but a lot of people thought, well, Henri and Cahill put the ball on his foot. And, you know, there was a little bit among the sports writers that uh, you know, he might get 10 goals this year. Now he's got two, so he's off to a pretty good start, even though he won with a penalty kick. But even still, he's got to, you know, he's got to earn that DP money. But there's got to be players coming in in the summertime because this team is not going to be undefeated still in the summer. And there's going to be some tough times along the way. And they really got to bring in some star players and, and some better players, really. Well, how about this? Speaking of star players, summer, designated players, all that stuff, that international champions tournament, whatever you want to call it, is coming. Mm-hmm. How about you pick a player from one of those European teams, or or I think Club America is participating too. Right. Pick a player uh, that you would want, that you would want to poach to put on the Red Bulls. Um, how about Zlatan Ibrahimovic? I'd like to see him here. <laughs> Ooh. Dare to Zlatan. The guy's won everywhere he's been. Every team. Italy, Spain, France. I'm okay with that. I'd like to see him because Jay would have to pronounce his name all the time. So, (laughs) I'm in. And, and, you know, he's a controversial guy. He'd be great in the locker room, too. Nice. Oh, there we go. That's what we need. If if I'm not mistaken, um, 
there are odds on him coming to the Red Bulls at this point. Like the the bookmakers still have odds, even though he said he's not moving to MLS this year. <laughs> well, we'll so, see. Money talks. Yeah, but, uh, no, no, go ahead, Frank. Well, I was gonna say you guys mentioned Sasha Cleston before, and you know, I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. Maybe he needs to uh, adapt a little bit more to the league now that he's been been back. And, and he even said last week that um, he's used to playing fast, and Jesse Marsh wants him to you know slow it down a little bit and look up and and, you know, get his teammates to catch up a little bit, and he's still adjusting. But I agree with you. He's been unspectacular. And when Jesse uh, addressed it the week before, he was saying, well, you know, Sasha does the little things that you don't really see. And I'm thinking to myself, they didn't get Sasha Cleston to do the little things. They need him to be a big-time player in the midfield. So I've been a little disappointed in his play. I hope things will change uh, against the earthquakes this week. Well, I want to circle back to that, but first I just kind of go back to the the designated player thing. Um, I, I had this conversation with somebody on Twitter last week after the uh, Red Bulls game, and they were absolutely convinced that the Red Bulls needed to go out and buy a designated player, a big name designated player, to draw people in. And I've always been under the impression that in the New York market, anyway, that that's not a viable option to uh, get butts in the seats. Really, it seems that the the formula is winning. That's what that's what people in this uh, market want is a winner. They don't necessarily care who's on the team. They just want a team that's going to win. I mean, look at the crowds we have for the playoffs. The the second match or third match against DC was a sellout, probably the best crowd of the year. Uh, do you feel in this market it is absolutely necessary for the Red Bulls to go out and get a designated player, or can they get well, away with possibly being the better team in New York? I will agree with you and disagree with you. Uh, I think they desperately need a designated player, but I agree with you in the fact that. Um, you know, DPs and, you know, players of uh, you know, a certain nationality in this market draw in fans. And we saw, you know, from the early days, from Roberto Dondoni, I don't know if any Italians really came to the games, uh, right through all the Colombians and Ecuadorians that were on the roster, I don't think there was really an attendance bump. So you're right, winning brings fans into the seats. But they have some very good players on this team, you know, Bradley Rice Phillips and Lloyd Sam and Sasha. But honestly, is there a player you would really pay to see play on this team? I'm, I'm, I'm contemplating that when I'm thinking it over. <laughs> now, now you look Leo at New York Stoltz, City. I pay twice. <laughs> well, yeah, that's, that's an interesting name. He's the one player I would like to see on this team and see what he can do. Now, obviously, he's playing with Red Bulls, too, and, and I think he had a goal uh, last week or so. Um, the minute he gets adapted, uh, I'd love to see them bring him up and, and give him a shot and see what he can do. It was a big deal when they drafted him, and they made a big deal out of it. So let's see. Yeah. All right. Now, uh, I I had I lost my question. <laughs> That's why I get for going back. That's why I forget for going back because I lost lost the question. So Pat, if you have a question, you guys can go. I I got to think what mine was. Well, I Pat, unless you have something, I've I kind of want to go a little off topic here. Go for it. Um, I really want to just talk about Major League Soccer now that we're in the twentieth year. And, Frank, you've definitely been around since the beginning. I mean, you remember, you know, the old NASL and mm-hmm. the way that fell apart. And now the way MLS came around, they had a completely different strategy, salary caps, individual ownership. When the league launched in 96, what were your expectations then? And how do you feel about the the current state of the league right now? Uh, well, in 96, I was just happy to have a league. Um and it seemed pretty solid for the first few years. Yes, they were losing money. Everybody knew that. But these owners were billionaires and not millionaires. That was the big difference between MLS and the NASL. The NASL just had millionaires, and when they started losing money, 
they all backed out. So I thought the league was a pretty stable ground until the two uh, Florida teams uh, were contracted. And then I thought, well, there's some issues going on. And the league even admits it now that they were close to folding after those two teams were contracted. But then they started, obviously, to expand a little bit again, and then Lamar Hunt builds a stadium, and then some other teams build a stadium. It's on solid ground now. There's a bunch of teams making money. Um, obviously, some teams are losing money. The league is still probably a little bit in a deficit. Um, but it's here to stay. My only concern is I think they're expanding a little too fast. It's it's a, a team a year, sometimes two teams a year, over the next couple of years coming in. And I don't know what the ceiling is for teams here. Can they get up to 32? I don't know. Every market seems to want a team. Uh, that's my only concern. You know, how many billionaires are there in this country? But now you got Atlanta and Minnesota and some of these other teams coming in. Don Garber is a little pro for expansion, so we'll see what happens. But I have concerns. Breaking you know, breaking news real quick. Medi Bellucci just scored a nice goal. Continue. <laughs> Bellucci. Oh, okay, there's a name Medi for Bellucci. <laughs> All right. Um, you 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 kind of touched about it a little bit uh, with the expansion. Uh, you know, Don, Don Garber has stated in the past that he wants the league to be a top league by 2022, and I believe uh, Ivan Gazidis, I may be saying that wrong, uh, was recently it was recently on record as saying that's uh, probably not a likely goal at this rate. Um, what are your thoughts about the rate of growth of this league, uh, just even from? Not even necessarily from expansion, but just in the quality of play. I'm a little surprised Ivan said that because he was here from the very beginning and he was gung-ho the whole time. But, listen, Don Garber's a smart guy. He makes very few mistakes. And if that's his goal, I think he can reach it. Like I said, I have some concerns about the level of play, uh, only because with expansion, you know, you're looting rosters a lot. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's always a concern. But if you listen to salary cap and you're bringing some more you know, players from uh, from Europe or South America, up the quality of play, uh, you know, it'll even out. When, when do you think NYCFC is actually going to get a real stadium? <laughs> That's, I think, the real question. <laughs> I just say it because I'm watching this game and seeing how terrible it is. Well, you know, I went to the uh, the Liverpool game there last, uh, last summer and um, in that tournament, and the place was sold out, and it was great. But the field is incredibly far away from the press box. So... And, and there's a lot of the stands that the field is incredibly far away from, too, and including the TV people who were complaining already for not being able to see which players are which. I don't know if you guys remember, in the old days, the Cosmos played from the first baseline out to the left field foul pole and sold all the seats around the third base side, so everybody was, like, right next to the field. But this field is going from center field uh, to home plate, so the fans are pretty far away from the action here. Hmm. And as far as building a stadium... When they said, you know, three to five years, I just had a laugh because I'm a fan of the game. I, I don't think they're ever going to build a stadium, to tell you the truth, because right. there are so many Thank people you. that would block it, and there's just no land, and what little land there is, people will block it. You know, the only land is out by uh, Aqueduct Racetrack, and, and if they're a New York City team, they're not going to go out there. I don't know what they're going to do. They're going to be in Yankee Stadium for a long time. Oh, man. That would be a real shame. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, let's let's take this back to uh, the Red Bulls because you know, that is why we're here. Um, they do have a game coming up on Saturday against San Jose. Uh, before we get Friday. to that, I remember my question. I'm oh, sorry, Friday. You know, I should know this. I'm going to the game on Friday. I should know this. <laughs> um, um, so, 
so before we actually talk about the game, earlier you had mentioned uh, that Kleshin didn't look... Um, I, I can't remember the exact word you used, but it, like he's not... He's not looking to what we expect him to be, I guess is the best way of saying it. Um, do you think that it's possible that the two bye weeks that the Red Bulls have had so far, which are attributed to DC and Montreal being in the CONCACAF Champions League, uh, do you think those two weeks affected him uh, adjusting to the tempo of MLS at all? Oh, absolutely, because he even said it uh, after one practice that um, you know he's used to playing every week in Europe. And with a regular schedule, and to have those bumps in there, you know, buys two bye weeks in the first four weeks of the season or so, everybody was thrown off by that. And now they're on a regular schedule, and we'll see what happens. That's why I said I was willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. And I don't really know what Sasha's supposed to be. Is he supposed to be a goal scorer behind Bradley Wright Phillips, or is he supposed to be, you know, the setup man, the, you know, the assist guy? You know, I think his role is yet to be determined. Yeah, it seems it seems that role's almost gone to uh, Felipe right now. Now, there's a guy I like. I think he's the one guy, the new guy uh, that they've signed who's really impressed me so far. I really like the way he plays. He, he's confident on the ball. He's a good match with Dax uh, at defensive midfield. Mike, Mike Grella, yay or nay, uh, starting for the team? Uh, that's a good question. You know, a lot of these guys haven't proven themselves yet. You know, Grella or Zizzo, they both seem like hard workers, you know, guys who run box box. Uh, Grella had that beautiful goal uh, to win the game that one day. Um, you know, Eric, Eric Alexander was pretty much the same player, and um, he was a little more of a goal-scoring player, too. So, like I said, that's one of the positions that could be upgraded very nicely with a designated player. Now, uh, I mean, sorry? No, oh, no, I was just going to say, I completely agree. I think the forward spot is, like, most necessary. Now, uh, looking ahead, you know, we, the, place, the Rebels play San Jose after tomorrow night at, uh, at Rebel Arena. Uh, both Ronald Zubar and Roy Miller, who you actually just wrote a good article about on uh, NewYorkRebels.com. Check it out, everybody. Um, they come back to the lineup, but they're going to have to supplant people that have been playing rather well in Kamar Lawrence, neither Miazga, Paranel. How, how do you see the team potentially lining up uh, against San Jose Earthquakes in the back line? Well, you know, that, that's the one real concern. Uh, the defense has been unsettled from the first game, and yet has only given up two goals, which uh, seems to be kind of a miracle. Um, I like Chris Duvall on the outside. I thought he, he had a real good half a year last year and then kind of hit a, a wall. Maybe it was just too many games for, the, for him. But um, Pecky seemed to like him. And Pecky, being an old college defender, I think saw something in Duvall. And I think Jesse Marsh, he's the same thing. So I think he's pretty much a, a regular on the right side. Now, obviously, Perrinell and Miazga in the middle, one of them is going to have to sit when Zubar comes back. I'm not sure if uh, Zubar is going to start. I think he's going to be in the 18. We'll have to see how that goes. Miller, I thought, would also be in the 18, but the way he talked the other day, it looks like um, he might not even be on the bench. He might need another week or so. Uh, and he'll be a starter on the left, without a doubt, when he does come back. Zubar is going to start, so either Paranel or Miazga has to sit. They seem to like Miazga, but they're going to lose him to the Under-20 World Cup. So mm-hmm. that could be a, a rotation between him and Paranel for the other spot next to Zubar. Paranel. Else been playing lights out. I mean, people have been loving him so like early on. I, I think it's gonna be hard to kind of take him out at this point. You might be right, and, and I was a little surprised. You know, when he came in last year, he really didn't do anything the rest of the year, so he probably needed that half a year to get um, settled in. And uh, you know, but Pecky seemed to like him, and I guess he needed the, you know, the rest of that year and the off season to kind of settle into the team. And maybe he's showing a lot more this year. Um, 
I, I do like him. He's tall. He's tough. Uh, it kind of reminds me of Marcus Holderson a little bit, who I was a little sad to see go. But um, if you can keep playing that way, then you can have Miazga on the bench. Um, it, that's kind of a good problem to have, isn't it? I mean, uh, to have and, – and this is something I think the Red Bulls haven't had for at least a few years now is uh, depth on the back line. I, I know it's kind of coming to sacrifice to the forwards and a little bit, but – When's the last time that you could think of that the Red Bulls actually had legitimate backups on the bench for um, any position on the back line? I mean, like last year we had maybe like one center back that could back up, but we haven't. Doesn't seem that the Red Bulls have had this kind of depth, legitimate depth, in a while. No, I agree with you. You know, last year you had um, you know Amsimilave who was always hurt, uh, and uh, Ibrahim Sakaya, you know, who was uh, in and out of the lineup too. Um, and this year you got uh, you know Paranel and Yaska, but you also have Kimura Lawrence, who who actually played pretty well in this little time in there, and they seem to be uh, and Connor Laid also. You know Jesse Marsh seems to love Connor Laid and wants to get him into a game, so um, I think you do. You actually have some depth on the back line, and it's going to be important because you never know if Duval's going to hit that wall again. And like I said, you're going to lose Miazga to the Under Twenty World Cup. You're going to need players who are going to be rotating in and out of there. Uh, so. You know, just real quick uh, before we let you go, uh, the U.S. obviously played in their annual uh, meaningless friendly uh, <laughs> against Mexico. Um, <laughs> is there anything U.S. fans can take away from uh, that match, uh, you know, considering it's the best they looked, unfortunately, so far this season? Oh, absolutely. And you're right. It was, it was a meaningless friendly uh, in front of a whole lot of people. But let's face it. They played on a really bad field. Oh, the game, brutal. The game, the game meant nothing. Uh, but the positives are, listen, they didn't give up any late goals for the first time in a long time. And you had two guys score goals that uh, you never expected. So I think there is a lot to take out. And, uh, and listen, playing Mexico, like I said, it was meaningless. But you're also going to play the Netherlands and Germany before the Gold Cup. So Klinsmann wanted to have that string of really good teams in a row. And, you know, the results are really good. Everybody seemed happy last night. And maybe maybe my eyes deceive me, but was that possibly the first pro U.S. crowd for U.S. Mexico friendly? Well, I saw uh, a lot of Mexican fans there, but I think as uh, the minute um, Jordan Morris scored his goal, they kept showing U.S. fans in the stands, and then the chance started. And you know, once the dose of zero, uh, you know, got going, that's all you heard. Well, I think what Pat fails to uh, remember is that, of course, we're usually going to get outnumbered at anywhere called the Alamo Dome. Just mm-hmm. <laughs> saying. That's, yeah. You know. So, and uh, should, should that everybody... That was my history joke of the That's evening. terrible. <laughs> and, sh- and should uh, every U.S. fan rush out and buy a Jordan Morris jersey now? Uh, well, let's not get too crazy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> well, that, that's never let... We've never been let down before by... Uh, <laughs> he got a, he got a nice bounce and he put the ball through the, the goalkeeper's legs. Yeah, I'm sure he's going to be very happy about that. But I've also seen Eddie Johnston have a really nice start when he was 16, and uh, and Juan Agudelo also, yeah. and even Josie Altidore early on. So you, you've had some some forwards uh, flame in and flame out, and uh, you know guys like Josie who were still kind of building himself after a rough time in England. So um, let's hold off on the jersey sales right now. <laughs> All right, uh, last thing before we let you go, and we have to do this with all our guests, is uh, predictions. So uh, tomorrow night, Red Bulls hosting uh, San Jose Earthquakes at home. What do you think is going to happen? Give us a scoreline prediction. Well, uh, 
I think it might have been different if Chris, Chris Wondolowski had played last night, but he didn't, so I expect him to play a full 90 minutes and uh, test the Red Bulls' defense. We'll have to see if uh, Miller or Zubar come back, but either way, it's going to be unsettled. So I'm actually going to say 2-2 tomorrow night. Hmm. There you have it. Uh, so, uh, Frank, uh, thank you for joining us. Um, obviously, we said when we uh, started with you that you're now doing freelance work for the New York Red Bulls. Um, where else can people find uh, you on the internet and print? At, at, you know, wherever they can find you, just let, uh, take a minute and let us know. Uh, well, you can follow me on Twitter at, at Frank Gias, and you can also uh, go on my Facebook page, uh, Frank Gias Soccer Central, to find all my articles and observations. And um, when something comes up, I'll let you guys know. Beautiful. Absolutely. And we'll have to make sure to, to share your stuff around because. Uh, and I, I, I think we kind of did a, uh, after the news broke of you leaving the Star Ledge last year, I think we kind of took a minute on the show. And uh, my, my story was kind of funny because the first time I met you, and honestly, the first time I ever heard of you, <laughs> was Truman gushing over you at a uh, Sky Blue FC game. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, you do really good work. Um, glad that you're at least able to stay around the Red Bulls and contribute your view, so. Congratulations on getting this, the job with the New York Red Bulls. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. Good talking to you guys. All right. Thank you, Frank. Thanks, Thanks Frank. You're welcome. All right. All right. Once again, uh, that was with uh, Frank Chiasi. We've been more, uh, back with more Red Bull rant right after this. Welcome back to Rebel Rant. Once again, I want to thank, uh, thank Frank for uh, coming on the show. Uh, you can follow him on Twitter at Frank Gias. That's uh, at F R A N K G. Uh, I have the spelling here. Hold on. G I A S C. And uh, of course, he's doing freelance work for NewYorkRebels.com, so you can go read his stuff there as well. Um, so let's get into the uh, Rebels' next matchup, which is. To, will be today, I guess, depending on when you listen to this. Because we're recording this Thursday night, so for us it's tomorrow. It'll be today, probably, when you listen to this. Um, New York Red Bulls are hosting the San Jose Earthquakes, and I didn't check how San Jose is doing. As far as I know, they're doing, like, middle of the pack at the moment. So so much prep for the show that I've done. You, you could tell how great I am as, as, a, as a host slash producer. Um, He's on top of everything. <laughs> do, 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 do. All right, so San Jose is third place in the West. Uh, three wins, three losses for for nine points. Uh, predictions, Pat, you go first. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? Um, you know, just despite uh, Frank's, uh, I wouldn't necessarily say pessimism over a tie, uh, you know, with Wondolowski being in the lineup. I mean, he is apparently a little banged up, so I'm not – I mean, he, he obviously is still a very good player and still presents a danger. I'm not as worried about him. Um, I think, look, this is a Rebel team that plays very well at home, and they've been playing very well all season. Uh, at some point, they're going to have a letdown game, but I don't think it's going to be against these San Jose Earthquakes, who are better than expected, but not exactly ferocious. They are going to be traveling uh, cross-country, which, as we've seen in the past, is never a good thing for uh, team any team, whether they be East Coast to West Coast or whatever. 
So uh, I, I do think the Rebels are going to win this one. Um, let's say the Rebels do give up a goal uh, with a little bit of an influx on the line, but I think they'll win 2-1. to one. I think uh, Clint Mathis is going to play this game for the Metro Stars. Oh, wait. I'm sorry, guys. What's, what's going on? Oh, that's right. No. That's right. He's not on the team anymore. Uh, I think they're going to win, too. Why not? We're home. Uh, a very pos- Coming off a very positive result in D.C., you know, coming back from a 2-0 ne- deficit, coming home, I have no idea who's going to be there for the game besides Jay. I'm hoping it's going to be a good crowd. Friday night's traffic, I don't know. But I could definitely see his team winning, continuing the unbeaten streak. Why not? I'm going to somehow say again that Fleet Martins is going to score because I'm just going to keep saying that over and over until it actually happens. Why don't we go 3-2-1 for the good guys? So you're going with your exact same scoreline prediction from last time. Why the hell not? And I'm going to go with my same exact scoreline too. Two nothing. Um, I think, with, you know, with the whole cross country thing, back at back at Red Bull Arena for the first time since uh, week three, and having three home or sorry, is it three or four? I think it's three home games in a row. It is. Um, that's why you know that that because they have um. Was it's this week? It's this Friday. Then I think it's LA on the 25th, and then Colorado on the 29th. So it's a little screwed up at the moment, all because they had to make room for uh, some summer friendly stuff, which we'll, we'll talk about in a little bit. Um, I, I'm thinking three two, little home cooking, never hurt anybody. Uh, same scoreline against that they had against DC with the first time they came into town. Hopefully, we'll see a good crowd on Friday. Uh, I have, I personally have kind of a bad feeling because it's a seven o'clock start on a Friday, so you know that that with rush hour and all that stuff. And as a tangent, let me just say, um, as excited as I was about the MLS national broadcast deal they signed, I think this was last year. The implementation is leaving me very, very wary because the Red Bulls get assigned to a higher than normal number of national games. So they have very few Saturday evening games, which for them have historically been the best attending games. So I'm a little concerned about how this is going to work out attendance-wise. Pat, 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 I know, is going to tell me no, but I, I, it's just a feeling. Jason Iapico will never be happy about <laughs> anything. Never! I'm, I grew up a Jets fan. How can I ever be happy? Good lord, man. Like, if you don't want so many national team games, go root for another city. Like, go for, I don't know, Columbus, you know? You know nobody, Listen, nobody clam- have, nobody's clamoring have, to see Columbus on national TV. I have no problem with national TV games. I have a problem Ugh. with when they send them up. Because when football rolls around, clock, come on. God. We, can, we can disagree, Pat. It's healthy. Oh, we always disagree. We always complain always. about something. It's not always, Pat. Oh, man. Oh, man. Well, you know, it's too bad. You know, the, what I'm really worried about tomorrow's attendance is because, you know, it, it, if the Red Bulls were within city limits on a weeknight, the New York fans would absolutely fill the stadium. Absolutely. Because as oh, we've yeah. seen... Oh, wait a minute. Awesome. There, there was a game on tonight, wasn't there? I, didn't the blue team yeah. play in front of an empty stadium? Uh-oh. Maybe. What no, happened? No one, no one there. No one there. No one to see. Oh, man. Uh, does MLS have that stat up yet about attendance? Probably not. Yeah. 
So it's probably it's probably too early. No, they said twenty thousand. <laughs> Didn't look like twenty, 20 on TV. Twenty four sixty one is the official attendance. Didn't look like it on TV, that's for sure. I watched all of like five minutes of that game, and I have to say, didn't hear a lot of singing over there. Yeah, I don't even give a shit about singing. I give a shit about bad soccer, and it was unwatchable. That that, that field looks suited for a rec league team. I mean, it's way too narrow. It's just it's brutal. And there's just all right. So Pat and I went to a game at RFK for a Gold Cup a few yep. years ago, and we sat near. Um, for those that for those that go right now with the supporters, we sat like a section or two in front of that, mm-hmm. and that was horrendous. That felt like we were miles away from the field. Oh yeah, I can't I can't imagine sitting on the third base side of NYCFC and being that much farther away. Yeah, like it's I, or in the outfield for that matter. Mm-hmm. That's gotta be worse. Sitting those bleachers out in the right field, trying to, to view everything. That's gotta be terrible. Yeah, so. without a doubt. Don't worry, they have little TVs that you can watch everything with. Mm-hmm. Not, not in the bleachers. Sorry, I've been in the bleachers there. They don't have TVs. Bleachers. Bleachers. All right. Um, so, New York 2 uh, will face the Charleston Battery down in uh, Charleston, South Carolina. Uh, this Saturday at 7.30 p.m., it will be available on uh, the Red Bulls website, NewYorkRedBulls.com slash live, and I think and we've been posting the stream at Once a Metro 2, so you can always watch it there. Um, I, I don't know much about the battery, so I'm not going to talk about it. Just wanted to throw that out there so everybody knew what was going on. Charleston's a nice town. It is that. It's very, very nice. I Go go visit it. It's Absolutely. nice. It's the summertime. It's only now. Um, there was some other stuff we were going to talk about. I can't remember what it was. But Tons. So. We're going to talk about the USA game. We're going to talk about That's the right. Red Bull radio. we got lots to talk about. What are you t- That's on. right. Come on. I- Again, no agenda. No agenda. Agendas right? are for wimps. Psh, little chickens. Right. Let's let's talk the radio first. Let's. So, the New York Red Bulls are going to have uh, English language radio. All right. Well, sort of. They're going to. <laughs> they're going to have it's a uh, English language internet radio broadcast. Um, it was. Uh, this is at least reported by uh, Kristen Dyer of uh, Big Apple Soccer. Um, supposedly they're going to have it ready to go this week. Uh, on play-by-play, on a rotating basis, is going to be uh, Jonathan Yardley, Ed Cohen, and Matt Harmon. And uh, former Red Bull Steve Jolly is going to pick up the color commentary slash analyst role. Yay! The um, so there is going to be there is there is going to be a Spanish language version too that they're going to stream, but um, I, I believe that the ten it's not ten fifty. I forget what the Spanish uh, radio station is, but I'm, I'm pretty sure that's still active too. Um, but I'm, I'm guessing they're, they'll create a new section on their site for it. But if you want to listen to the Red Bulls game, then there you go. Yeah. So yeah. So the 20 of you that still listen to the old, gather the family around and still listen to the old wireless, rejoice! You can finally get your Red Bull fix. The old wireless router. Turn up Get the, the radio. Come on, yeah. play the mid-ball. And the mid-balls, take the ball down to the left, and they're going to give it there. Sal's is over. The cross to Lloyd Sam. Ah, oh, Lloyd Sam misses it. A rebound. And uh, by BWP puts it over to the bar. 
Rebels! Rebels soccer! Boys and white, what a fantastic day it is for a game. Bought to you by Johnson & Johnson Talcum Powder. <laughs> all right, so <laughs> let's move away from that. Um, in all serious, in all seriousness, uh, it's awesome. And if anyone complains that it's not on normal radio, uh, it is. Th- last I checked, it's 2015. Uh, most people have smartphones, and as long as you can listen on your smartphone, what's the big goddamn deal? The only problem I see, and Skadoosh. again, this is. I imagine most people will not be in this situation, but is if you want to listen on your smartphone, it's probably in, eating into your data plan. But I'd imagine a lot of people are going to be at home anyway, so they'll just turn it on their computer, and it won't be an issue. Or if you're home, right. turn on your TV. Well, if, if you're like me, and you're down in the Washington, D.C., quote-unquote, television area, and you're technically blacked out from the game because it's on local TV down here, which you can't get because you only have one goddamn cable provider, then this is an option to watch it legally, or listen legally. Watch it illegally, download the torrent later. So yeah, I guess if you're a law-abiding citizen who's never sped in their entire life, and you happen to be in that one random blackout region, yeah, you're welcome. Count me, I, I I, I don't know if it's clear, but I thought this was a complaint by the fan base I always thought was silly, so... Just my two cents. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. So Pat can talk about the U.S. game. Yeah. Forever! Yeah, yeah. So uh, go ahead, Pat. What? I'm, I'm supposed to rant on this now? Yep. Well, it's, uh, you're the U.S. guy here, aren't you? Uh, you know, I don't know if you noticed, I've been replaced at Empire Soccer. I, 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 re- I resigned in that position a while ago. Fun game to watch yesterday, despite the fact that it was played on a horrendous field, which... Uh, you know, all I can really mm. say is, you know, this whole grass on turf thing needs to stop. Uh, it's just, it's, it's too much. I mean, you know, Kyle Beckerman got hurt, doesn't look serious, but, you know, sometime it could be serious. Uh, you know, you can't be going for these cash grabs when, uh, if you're putting your players' uh, careers and uh, bodies on the line. It's just, if you're going to, I mean, the thing is, I think we talked about it on the FDR, like what else are they using that stadium for? There's, there's no professional team that plays there. If you're going to put it in a temporary field, put it in two, three weeks ahead of time. Have you run UV lights at it. If you're really that desperate, let it take root into I don't know what. But, you know, this this is not something that you can do. You, you can't play these kinds of games. Uh, it, it totally brings me back onto the whole turf needs to go in soccer uh, everyone in MLS needs to put playing on a grass field. I don't care if you share a stadium with the Seahawks, share a stadium with uh, the Vancouver, whatchamacallits, uh, or the New England Patriots. Portland, you have no excuse because you were the only user of that stadium. So, uh, But, yeah, we need to be all grass. We need to be all grass. Um, and I just remembered Atlanta is not also not going to be a grass field. But it, it's just it's ridiculous, you know. Uh, soccer camp would be played on turf. It's dangerous. Other than that, uh, yeah, it was a fun game to watch. Uh, I mean, as I said with Frank, it did seem like a pro-U.S. crowd, which was nice. And uh, congrats, Jordan Morris. It's nice to see a, uh, a you know, college player score a goal. And, uh, and someone else said this, and I highly agree, uh, Jurgen Klinsmann, quit complaining about MLS if you're going to call in a college kid and another one from NASL, like, yeah. repeatedly. So I forget who said that, you know, 
but kudos to you. And, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's all there really is to say about that. Why is, why is the Alamo Dome still standing? It's a good question. For what? A, a bowl game? One bowl game they might have? I think so. That, think that we... place is awful. Yeah. It, uh, it look, it looks awful. It, it is awful. That field was a complete, U.S. soccer should apologize mm-hmm. to the world. And I'm, I'm being completely serious. That's embarrassing. Yeah. That's seriously embarrassing to have a national, you know, a game on national TV. That's what those two teams are playing on. Yeah. It was a complete joke. There were guys falling all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. The, Pathetic. The, yeah, it's like I'm happy Juan Agadello scored, but he wouldn't have scored without that field. Because the no. Mexican player just completely lost his footing on yep. that thing. Fell over. He takes the shot. The goalie goes down. The ball, like, bounces, like, yeah. for no good reason. <laughs> it bounces over and goes in. Yeah. Really just completely, thoroughly embarrassing. Uh, I'm glad it's only a friendly. That that means absolutely nothing except for playing time for some guys. But mm-hmm. seriously, I, I don't want to see a game there ever again. The last field I think I saw that was that bad was uh, the cricket pitch in uh, Antigua and Barbuda during the last World Cup qualifying. Where it was right. Lump, Maybe it, lumpy and disgusting, yeah. Maybe a country that can't afford... Um, right. You know, can't afford a brand new field. Uh, last time I checked, this is America and Perfect. Texas. You know. Dicks. And there's, just, there's absolutely no excuse for that. Work. You, you expect things out of... Yeah, we're, and, we're waiting. Waiting. And, and, and this might sound stereotypical... But are you really expecting good shit for soccer out of Texas? Hmm. That is I'm just question. saying. They're football shite all day and night. <laughs> Deep in the heart of Texas. And, and, and think of it this way, right? Everything's bigger in Texas, so of course the screw ups will be bigger, right? Maybe. You know, San Antonio, another nice town. You should, everyone should visit that place. If you haven't been to San Antonio, you should go visit. It's also pretty cool. The Riverwalk is uh, awesome. Right. And the real Alamo is cool. Not that to, dome thing. I haven't been to Texas yet. I need to get down there. I've been to Texas once. Yeah, it's on the list. I've, I've been there, there a lot. Though. I don't know why. It's a big so, state. So uh, if mean, anyone else listening to the show there. wants to uh, wants advice on where they should go travel, you just you just send us a tweet. We'll tell you where to go. We've been everywhere. Between the three of us, we've been everywhere. We have. And, and Truman's the head of our travel department, so I'll give you good yep. advice. I, you just hit me up. I can tell you where there's a great Starbucks in Amsterdam. <laughs> I would tell you. It's next to the, uh, the, the, the the dikes, the waterways and stuff. Oh, waterways, gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> it's right down the street from the waterways. Oh, those waterways. Mm-hmm. That's what they like in Amsterdam, waterways. Yep. That's why you go there, really, it's just for the waterways. Yeah, you're like, ooh, these waterways are scenic. What's that smell? What's that pungent, smoky smell? I don't know. Coming out of that little shop, I don't know. But I'm not going in there. I I just don't want to find out. Are they playing Bob Marley in there? (laughs) (laughs) They got good brownies, I'll say that. Brownies are very good. Now I'm sounding like an old Texas lady. What's going on here? We got to get out of here, Jay. Really looked at your hand? I mean, really looked at it? Give me another one of those brownies. Hold on. Marlene, I feel funny. I'm just going to go back to the hotel. I'm taking that. I'm flat down for a while. I'm real tired. Can someone get me some Doritos? Uh, all right. I think it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> 
And you know, just yeah. when you think the show hasn't reached the new low, we keep we keep going there. We just keep finding a new low. Yep. That's how, that's no, how we play the sound effects. No, no don't. Don't. Don't play it because we just keep hitting it. We'll, yeah. we'll hit it again yeah. next week. Don't worry, everybody. We'll get lower. It'll get worse. We promise. By the way, donate to our show. <laughs> <laughs> all right, on that note, first of all, I'll mention that one since Truman went ahead and spoiled it. Uh, Patreon.com slash RBR to help support the show. Uh, you can <clears throat> sorry, uh, you can email us during the week, redbullrant at gmail.com. You can call us, 973-348-5329. Uh, visit us at onceametro, onceametro.com slash red hyphen bull hyphen rant. Um, Facebook.com slash Red Bull Rant on Twitter at Red Bull Rant for the show at Dr. Stooch for myself at pmacd 2 for Pat at The Truman for Truman. Subscribe to these via iTunes, Stitcher Radios, SoundCloud.com slash Red hyphen Bull hyphen Rant. And actually, a little bit of a service announcement. Wait, there's so, more. Um, so we have been using, just to give a little bit, of, so understand where we're coming from with this. We have been using uh, Google FeedBurner to help uh, push out our episodes so you guys can just subscribe to us and download it automatically. You don't have to go to our website and hit play and all that stuff. Um, unfortunately, we don't know if it's going to be shut down soon or not because Google stopped supporting it a while ago. Um, there's rumors it'll be shut down in the spring. It may or may not be. But just to be on the safe side, and I know this is going to be a little bit of work for you guys, but uh, this is to try to keep things more stable from now on. Um, you will need to switch RSS feeds or iTunes feeds at some point. Uh, we haven't set it completely up yet, so this is not something you have to do today. Um, the plan is next week for me to submit the, the new um, feed to iTunes and Stitcher Radio, so they should be active next week, sometime next week. Um, and the show, as it's posted on What's Metro, and I'll do the same thing on SoundCloud, is I will include links to the new iTunes show and the new Stitcher show. And the new RSS feed, for those that subscribe just by RSS, um, the end of May will be when we will shut down uh, pushing episodes out to the old feed. So for the next month and a half, you guys can still get stuff the way you have been. But after the end of May... The new, the old feed will die. It'll still exist, but it just won't be used anymore. And every week we'll remind you if you need it, but just make sure that once I say, hey, the new feed's up, make sure you go switch so you can keep getting your episodes. Um, we, I, I was looking for a way to avoid it, to try to make everybody's life easier, but it just seems Suck like there's up. no way around it. Yeah. Unfortunately, it. I, I tried. I tried looking. Unfortunately, there's no real solution. Um, our feeds, our, our show is going to be hosted on SoundCloud from now on, so if it makes it easier for you, you can just subscribe right to that and you won't even have to bother anything else. It'll just be all on SoundCloud. Um, but we will remind you guys every week so you don't have to worry about um, remembering. So next time, probably by this time next week, the feeds will be active so you can just go in and switch it in your iTunes and whatever you use to subscribe to our show. All right, with that, uh, either of you have any last thing to say before we go? I would just love it if the Red Bulls just went in there and beat them earthquakes tomorrow. That would just be wonderful, and I could just lay in my bed and eat my Doritos that Marlene got for me, and I would just hope those Red Bulls win. 
All I can say is, Chewy, we're home, so win. For Pat, Chewy, and myself, this is episode... And Marlene. Uh, sorry, and Marlene. This is episode number 138 of the Red Bull Rant. Thank you guys for tuning in, and as always, go Red Bulls. Bye, everybody. Buckfutter! <laughs>